All right, so um, we're going to do, um, we're going to just start with today's daf, and we are up to the bottom of the page, two lines up on the bottom, Amar Mar, second to last line of daf Samaches, and that's where we're beginning. Amar Mar, we said previously, Hotzio Ma Shatem Motzien. Take out what you plan on taking out, and take in what you plan on taking in, before this inappropriate person, this, this disgusting person, will take out, and he will make it prohibited to you. So that is a quote. But remember, they had a Sadducee, this is Rabbi Gamliel's family, had a Sadducee living in their neighborhood. And um, they, he's suggesting to them to take out into the Mavoy before he does and can make it prohibited. That's the discussion. Okay, that's the quote that we're going on. Now, Lememra, this implies, Dechimavki inhu, Vahadar Mapik ihu. If they took it out before he took his out, Lo Asar, then his act of taking out afterwards will not prohibit. So the question is, Vatanan, didn't we learn in the Mishnah, Mishen Nasan Rishuso, somebody who gave over his rights to the Chatzir, the Hotzi, and then he took out afterwards. Bain Bishogeg, Baby Mason, whether it was inadvertently or intentionally, Oser, it makes it prohibited. Now we can't use it. Divrei Rameir, that's Rameir's opinion. The bottom line is, does not seem to distinguish between the uh, it doesn't say anything to do. It doesn't mention anything related to this to this issue of um, before or after. So what's the story? So I'm Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, "Ema eno oser." Don't say elser. Say eno eno oser. Fix the text. It doesn't mean oser. It doesn't prohibit it. Rather, it does not prohibit. By Omar, by says actually they're both. It could be both right. Lo kasha kanchechziku b'nei mavoi b'mavoi. In the case where after he takes out, it's not, still not prohibited. That's because the people of the Mavoy already took hold of the Mavoy, meaning they used it already, they took possession. And in the second case is where they did not do that yet. So that's the difference. If they didn't yet take out the Risha, if so, the brisa here is not a question. This is a, um, this is a support brisa. So Batanya it says in the brisa, actually not some So if before he gave permission, Holtzi he carried bein bishogi bein mesed whether inadvertently or willfully or intentionally, yachol um, he uh, uh, he is capable of doing a bitul. Okay, divrei Rameir, that's Rameir's op- opinion. So, um, what, what this is uh, talking about is a very interesting concept, which is going to be part of what the rest of the discussion of today's stuff is about, which is this person is basically displaying himself as somebody who is not Shomer Shabbos, because he never gave permission, and he's already carrying on Shabbos without, uh, without any Eruv. So he is transgressing Shabbos, 
And yet, Rameir says, whether he did so unintentionally or intentionally, he's still able to give Rishos. That doesn't preclude him from being able to be Mavatal Rishos. Um, uh, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, that's only if he did so unintentionally. If he did so intentionally, then it does withhold him from doing so. That's the case where he never gave permission. Misha Nasa so what if he already gave the Rishos out over to the other people to carry? And then he carried anyway, whether intentionally or not, unintentionally or intentionally, Oser, it ruins it for everybody. That's Rameir's opinion. Rabbi Omer. No, Oser. Only if he carried out intentionally, willfully, that's when it will ruin it for everybody. And here we have the qualifier, which is a support to what we just said. When is that true that, it's a pro- that it makes it prohibited? That's if they had not yet taken hold of the Mavoy, the meaning they didn't use the common area for themselves. Once they already used the common area for themselves, whether it was unintentional or intentional, doesn't create a prohibition. And that's because it's too late. Once we took hold of it, you said you negate your rights to the, uh, the rest of us. We used it, we're using it, so now you want to change your mind, well, it's a too late, you can't. Okay, and that's the idea. All right, which brings us, okay, so that's the end of that piece. Now we're going to go back over the other position, which was Rabbi Yudha's version of what happened in Rabbi Gamliel's um, uh, neighborhood. Okay, so Amr Ma'ar, Rabbi Yudha, Omer, Belashon Acheres. He has another version of the of what happened with Rama Gamliel and his neighbor. Maru was said stated like this: Quickly hurry, Do whatever you need to do in the mavoi. until before it gets dark. and he'll make it prohibited for you. Alma, which teaches us, Nachri hu. It's basically saying that we treat the Tzeduki as a Gentile. That's basically how Rabbi Yudha is saying, because there is no opportunity or option of him being Mevatar Rishos, which is basically the same, that's the same as how we would treat a Gentile. Okay. So, Vanan Tanan, didn't we learn, Vanan, we said, uh, until he carries out, it sounds like that until he carries you can make a deal with him. So, not until he carries, because that's not going to change anything, but until the day is over. Friday ends, it's already Shabbos, that's when it's going to be a problem. That's one answer, or an alternate answer. So, there's two, what we're saying here is, is that um, Rabbi Yehuda's version depends, and the, between Rabbi Yehuda's, what Rabbi Yehuda's talking about, and, the, and, and what we saw in the mission of Achelu Yotzi, meaning it sounds like that we could make a deal if he doesn't, you know, renege on it by starting to carry stuff outside from the house to the courtyard. So, it depends on what kind of mummer he is. We, he, he maybe does not keep Shabbos, but is he open about it or is he private about it? 
if he's only meaning it's um, people are aware that at home, in the privacy of his home, he's not careful about Shabbos. And the other one is where is a mummer lechal shabbosos b'farhesya? Where is the mummer for chal shabbos b'farhesya? Keman azla, okay. So that's the bottom line, and that's where the distinction. Now keman hazla hadatanya. So now the gemara is asking a question. We have a brisa, and we want to know whose opinion is this upcoming brisa. The tanya, the brisa says like this: a mummer v'gilui panim, somebody who's a mummer, and a gilui panim. Okay. He cannot be So the Gemara uh, Rashi says that right now the Gemara is assuming that a mummer is somebody who is basically neglects mitzvos, is not connecting, not doing a mitzvos, um, you know, just ignoring them. And giloy panim is somebody who is basically a mechutzaf, somebody who has a disregard for people, whatever. He's a, a brazen person. So, he cannot be mevatel rishos. Now, the Gemara asks, Giloy panim mumar have What's the problem? So he's, so he's a brazen, he's inappropriate, but what does that have to do with being a mumar? So, Ella mumar begiloy panim, ene yachal mevatel rishos. So that's what it's saying. A mumar who is open about his mumarness, that... Is um, and that is somebody who can't be mevatorishos. Okay, now moving on to the next thing. Command. Uh, okay, so that's the thing. Now, command. Who is that going like? That's Rabbi Yehuda. That is basically what the Rabbi Yehuda that we saw. Rabbi Yehuda saying that we treat this person as a gentile because he's a mummer and he's open. He's open about being a mummer, so therefore he cannot be mevatorishos. And that's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. So we have here, okay, an interesting story. There was a person who was carrying on Shabbos. Rashi says two pshatim what chumrta de medusha is. One pshat, Rashi says, is it was a ring that has a, se- a, 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 a seal on it, which is carrying, which is established as carrying. The other pshat is, is that it's some type of uh, incense type of thing. In either way, it's something that's considered uh, not a not a toxin, not an adornment, and it's carrying. What happened was this fellow was walking with it. Kibin Dechazil Rabbiudah Nasiya, when he saw Rabbiudah Nasiya walking in another direction, Kasi, he hid the fact that he was carrying it. He was embarrassed. So Amar he said, Kigonzem Mevatul Rishos Lerabbiudah. This is somebody who's still capable and allowed to be Mevatul Rishos, according to Rabbiudah, because. He's embarrassed. In other words, he's not openly transgressing Shabbos. He's ashamed. He does it, but when the rabbi's there, he's hiding the fact. So that's a level where he is still at least capable of, of, of working with. Now, Amr of Yonah, Rav says, Ezehu Yisrael Mumer. Who is a Yisrael Mumer? This is a person who transgressed Shabbosos openly. So I'm Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman says, I don't understand, Rav Huna, who, whose opinion are you going in? If you're going like Rameyer, who says that as soon as somebody disregards even one matter, one mitzvah, he's already suspect on the entire Torah. 
So if there's one area of Torah that he's ignoring, and basically, you know, openly, so then it's, you know, he's, he's, he's suspect on all of the Torah. So then I feel Then why specifically Shabbos? It would be true for all of them. All of them. If it's going like the Rabbanon, he says, the Rabbanon say that if it's Chashid for one thing, that does not automatically suspect you on everything. Unless he's a mummer for idolatry, that's a different story. Mummer for idolatry is like a mummer for everything. That's, that, that. But unless it's idolatry, not. So, you're not going with Reb Meir because it wouldn't have to be Shabbos. And you're not going with the rabbis because they only say that is true by Avodah Zara and, and not by any other Avera. You're right. We're not talking about, in general, Hilchos Mummer because in general, Hilchos Mummer, somebody who's Mummer for Shabbos is not mean that, he can't, that he's considered like a Gentile. However, in Hilchos Shabbos, if you're a mummer for Shabbos, then you cannot give Rishos or be Mabata Rishos. You have to treat him as far as Shabbos goes like a Gentile. That's the thing. Like we learned in the Bible, Yisrael, mummer, Mishamer, Shabbat, Mishuk. If you have Yisrael who's a mummer, he doesn't keep the mitzvahs, but he's still Shomer Shabbos publicly, outwardly. Mevato Rishos, he can be Mevato Rishos. Sheinu Mishamer, Shabbat, Mishuk. But if he's not outwardly Shomer Shabbos, even though inwardly, I mean, I mean, inwardly he's surely not, but I'm saying if he's even outwardly not Shomer Shabbos, so then, why? If he's a Gentile, he must rent. And that's the same thing over here, that he would have to be treated in this regard as a Gentile. Ketzad, how does it work? Omer lo, Rishusi kinuyalach, Rishusi muvotelaslach. You say, my Rishus is, is acquired to you, is muvotel to you. Kana, that works. Vein tzarech liskos, you don't need um, any, um, any, any actual transaction or anything. Anyway, the bottom line is, um, that's how it works with, um, if there is some sort of, uh, somebody to work with. Um, um, anyway, so that's the story. Rav Ashi Amar. Rav Ashi is offering a different angle. This Tana is uh, of the opinion that it isn't only Avodah Zarah, it's Avodah Zarah and Shabbos, because he treats Shabbos the same stringency as idolatry. Kedetanya, as the price says, Mikem Velokolchem. It's talking about Karbanis. And it's saying that Adam Kiakrib Mikem Korban Lashem, right? So it says Mikem from you, which implies Vilokulchem. Not all of you are acceptable to bring a Korban. And it's talking about voluntary Korbanos. Problem Mummer, that's excluding a Mummer. Then it says Mikem Bachem Chilakti Umos. This distinction of, of that only that we're limiting who can bring it is a limitation within Jewish people. And Gentiles don't have such limitations. They're all allowed to. Okay? Meaning we'll accept a carbon gift from any Gentile. We're not picky. Okay? Min ha from the animal. What does that mean? Lahavi b'nei adam hadom in 
Meaning we can even accept, by writing it this way, it's saying we can even accept um, korbanos from people whose behavior are akin to animals. This teaches us, even people who are very far from observant, if they want to bring a korban, we can accept it. Why? Because if we don't let them have even an opportunity to bring a korban, then how do you expect them to hopefully repent? This way they might be inspired if you let them bring an offering to by accepting the offering. Except for the mummer, uh, somebody who does the nisuch yayin, a libation of wine to idolatry, and somebody who transgresses Shabbos openly. So right now it's seemingly contradictory. We just seem to have contradicted ourselves. Amrit mi kem lo kuchem. We said, from you, not all of you. Lo is a mummer, this excludes a mummer. Vader tani mekablin korbanos mi posh Yisrael. And then we learned that we accept korbanos from sinners of Israel. Sounds like um, that even if, even though he's a mummer, what's the difference? So the Gemara says that's not a contradiction. In the ratio, when we say mummer, we mean he doesn't keep any mitzvahs. Mitzvah, when you call him a sinner of Israel, that's b'mumer l'davar echad. He's a, just, there's a, a, one avera that he just he disregards. Eim sefa chutz minamumer And then we said in the sefa that the, uh, you could accept it from all sinners of Israel except for a mumer and, and a menasechayin. Haimumer echidami, what do we mean by this mumer? Imumer l'chala If we're talking about a mumer for everything, he doesn't keep any mitzvahs. Hainu Reisha, that's the first, that's the first case. We talked about that. It's one, only one Avera that he's not careful in. Kasha Mitziyasa. Then the middle said that we accept Karbanas from them. So El Alav, must be like this. The only Mummer that's, that's disregarded, even though it's only one Avera, is if it's for Nisoch, meaning it's for idolatry. Or or somebody who will transgress Shabbos openly. Alma, which basically shows this Tana holds that Avodah in Shabbos are on the same level as far as it's concerned, that as far as that we consider them a mummer l'cholotorukula, even though that's the only mitzvah that they're not careful in. Okay. And that is the, that brings us to the Mishnah. Okay. Says the Mishnah, You have the people of Chatzar, One of them forgot and did not make an Eruv. Um, so what can he do? So as we learn in the, we'll see in the Gemara, what we're talking about here is somebody who did a Bittal Rishos. So what happens after the Bittal Beso Asr Milachnes Olotzi Lo Vlohem? Nobody, including himself, is allowed to carry into his house from the Chatzar or out from his house to the Chatzar. Um, but their houses, who he negated his rights to, both he and they can carry in and out of their houses. So basically, by when a person forgot to participate in the Eruv, a member of the Chatzar, he what he can do is mevatal his rights to the Chatzar, 
But thereby, what that will happen is, is that now his house is standalone and cannot carry from in or into his house, neither for him nor for them, but their houses is permitted for both of them to carry in and out. Okay. Nasnu lo rishusan, so continues the Mishnah. Nasnu lo rishusan, so he gave, they gave him their rishus. So let's reverse the case. They decided that, oh, you, um, you know what? We'll make the whole domain yours. So now the house, and, you know, so like the, all the chatzar is not ours anymore. It's all your rights. So the rule is, he can carry from his house in and out, into his house or out of his house, but they cannot carry in or out either from their house or from his house. Okay, we'll see why it's different than the previous case. That's if there's two people who forgot to participate, they prohibit for each other. Why? One can give give over rights and accept rights. Shnayim knows the rishos, two can give rights, but they cannot. You can't have two people receive the rights. That's not going to work. Now, when is the giving of permission have to take place? Must be before Shabbat sometime. Only from nightfall. Somebody gave Rishos and he carried anyway, even though he gave over his rights. Whether it was inadvertent or will or intentional, it ruins it for everybody. It depends. If he did so intentionally, yes, it prohibits. But if it did so unintentionally, then it does not prohibit. And that's the Mishnah. So we're going to do one step at a time. First of all, it sounds like the courtyard is permitted. It's the house that's prohibited. Now, what's the case? If he negated his rights to his house, why is the house prohibited to carry it? And if he didn't negate the chatzer, if he didn't negate his house, why is the courtyard allowed? So what's going on over here is he basically is divorcing his his how he's maintaining his claim to his house and disconnecting his claim, you know, relinquishing his claim to to the chatzer. That's the case. Okay, he's mevatul rishus chatzero v'lo bitul rishus beso. Because Tavri Rabban the Rabbis hold I'm mevatul rishus chatzero even though you if you did so. Your mavato the rishus of your chotzer rishus basel opital it has no effect on the house that's a separate thing. Why the dairinish bebayis below chotzer people can live in a house without a chotzer it's not automatically contradictory it's fine you could have a house without a courtyard. Okay. Okay. Um, now. Okay. Um, the dire okay, so let's continue. Um, now Vishalahen Mutterlo Villahen. Their house is permitted 
to carry in for them and also for him. So my time, why is that? Why are, is he allowed to carry in and out of their house? I thought he is removed from the rights of this courtyard. Answer? So the answer is, It's as if he is their guest, and as their guest, he can carry in and out as they can. That's the rule. That's the idea. Okay. Nasnu lo rishusan. If he gave over, uh, if they gave over to him their domain, their rishus to the chatzir, whom motor veinasur. Now he's allowed, and they are forbidden. So veinahavi inu legabeik yorchen. Why is this different? Let them be in his house as a guest, and therefore they should be allowed to carry in and out of his house, just like he. In the previous case, was allowed to carry in and out of their house as a guest. So this is where you sort of understand what it means to be a guest. Chad one person who is um, now a guest of one of five people or five people have a reach. He's a guest. when five basically are connected to only one house, lo have They are not considered guests anymore. That's this sort of taking over the house. So that's that's why it doesn't really work in this case. So the Gemara says, wait a second, it comes out a very interesting thing. Isn't this basically saying he's mevatel to them and then they're mevatel to him? That's basically mevatel mechosem mevatel. What's the deal? So the Gemara answers, hachikamar nasnu lo rishusan meikara if they gave him the Rishos initially, instead of him giving them. Meaning, they are two separate cases. Either they gave him, or he gave them. But it's not where we're switching on Shabbos. That's how you have to read it. In other words, we're not really taking sides in the question of whether you could be Mevatlin, Bechoser, Mevatlin, the Machlokas, Rav, and Shmuel. Okay. Continues the Gemara. If there's two people, then you cannot give over the Rishos to two. They will create prohibition one to another. So pshita, of course, the tzricha, the chiddush here is the hader chad minayu. One of the two went afterwards and now he, this, the one of the two is negating from his his rights to his friend. you might have thought lishteru that it should be okay. Kamash melon. This comes to tell you the kibin to be in the battle when he was mevatel lo have leisher yusa. It's still the bittel has to create a permission to carry, and since the bittel is happening to the two people, so bittel to two doesn't work basically because it won't make it permitted, and therefore there's no allowance in this courtyard. Well, I just want to do the last case. One can give rishos and um, to many, or many can give rishos to one, but not. Yeah, you cannot give her just to, to two. So Asulam Ali, isn't that basically repetitive? So the Gemara says, no. E no saying Tanina. If he's saying giving, we know that. E no tell. He's talking about taking Tanina. We also know that. So the Gemara says, no. Sefet Srichale. The Kiddush is for the Sefa, which is Shnayim no Srichos. Two people can give her Shos. I anami Pshita. So we know that. So it's Mishnah. The Mishnah says it. So the Gemara says, Maudetim, I might have thought, Ligs are Dilma Asi, Levtule Leho. Maybe if you let two people be mavatal to one, or many people to be mavatal to one, you might come to think that it will be allowed to be mavatal 
to many or to more than one, and that's why to tell you, that no, it's still allowed, and you can even have multiple people be mavatal to just one, and that's the bottom line, and that is uh, the story. We'll stop over here and take it from the top tomorrow, and a pleasure learning with everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.